Hello and welcome to Dark Concepts, a supernatural horror podcast written and read by me, Brian J. Cummings. Today's episode is going to be a kind of a, it's a rereading of an older episode that I released way back in December of 2019. It's called The Curse of Krampus. Since this episode is set to drop on the 5th of December, I thought it would be cool to reread an older story, but also dip into the folklore surrounding Krampus afterward. So, uh, with that, let's get into it. The Curse of Krampus Anna awakens to the sound of bells. She opens her eyes and glances around her dark room, confused. The bells stop, and she closes her eyes. The bells begin again, and this time she sits up in bed and glances around. The bells cease, but this time she doesn't lay back down. Anna is nine, but knows that Santa isn't real, though she refuses to tell her six-year-old brother Jeremy that. Besides, it's December 5th, not Christmas Eve. She waits for a moment, and then begins to settle back down when the bells return again. But this time, the sound of thumping on the roof above her bedroom causes her to nearly jump out of bed. The sudden thumping turns to footsteps, footsteps that are making their way towards the chimney. She slips out of bed and goes to the bedroom door. Sure enough, Jeremy's cautious face greets her from across the hall. Did you hear that? He whispers, his eyes wide and bright in the glow of the hallway nightlight. She looks at him, unsure what to say, and both jump at the sound of scuffling downstairs in the den where the fireplace resides. They both glance at one another, Jeremy's face full of wonder while Anna's merely reflects concern. They both tread as quietly as they can down the hall. They reach the stairs and Jeremy goes first despite Anna trying to get there before him. She can feel her body starting to tingle, her heartbeat faster than normal. Maybe we should wake up mom and dad, she says as Jeremy crouches along the stairwell and gazes down at the den, the Christmas lights reflecting in his eyes. To Anna's surprise, his face isn't alight with amazement, instead it looks much the way as it does when he's watching TV. Anna steps past him and glances down at the den but sees nothing out of the ordinary. There's nothing here, Anna blurts out, Jeremy still staring into the dark, red brick fireplace. She peers in the direction of Jeremy's gaze, into the black void of the fireplace, but still, she sees nothing. I'm getting dad. Maybe a bird flew into the chimney or something, she says, and starts to get up, but a clattering sound stops her. She glances back down to see something black sticking out of the fireplace and resting on the hearth. Slowly... Dark smoke begins to issue from the emptiness, and two bright red eyes ignite against the darkness. A strange heaviness comes over Anna, and she freezes, unable to move as the thing, impossibly tall and coated with black hair, crawls out of the tiny fireplace. She gazes into its face and feels the primordial fear unbind itself within her, despite her frozen state. She realizes she cannot move as the thing's dagger-like red eyes flip between the two children. Horns rest atop its head, and it bears a large, dark basket on its back. Slowly, without a word, Jeremy begins to descend the stairs and walk towards the creature. Anna screams, but only within her mind as her body is trapped and entranced by the thing. It's going to get him. It's going to get him. It's going to get him. Do something! The thing's eyes start back to her, and she feels her ears begin to ring as the hair on her arms rise. She smells something acrid and notices her brother has urinated on himself. 
and yet he still treads downward towards the massive hairy thing. The claws are reaching out now, gray and stained with black, and his mind telling her it's blood. Children's blood. Her body shudders, but she is trapped within the gaze of the beast. She glances up and sees the thing smiling, its carnivorous fangs stained with the same black. The stench of rotten eggs fill the room as he reaches down and grabs Jeremy by the shirt and begins to lift him into the air. He bleats a small, stifled cry, the only thing he can manage, before he is shoved into the black basket strapped on the monster's back. And his legs move now, and as she descends, the light given off by the Christmas tree begins to fade against a malefic aura the creature resonates. She steps into the moil of darkness and feels a death-like chill ripple across her skin. Its face is much more detailed now, the black hair only covering some of the gray and wrinkled face pockmarked with boils and lesions. The smell is overwhelming, but the curse keeps Anna from even making the slightest gag. No. It's the only thing her mind can manage as the clawed hand reaches down and grasps Anna by the shirt and lifts her feet from the ground. A shrill cry shatters the silence as a blast of shimmering white light explodes from somewhere behind Anna's right shoulder. She falls to the ground and gasps for air as the beast before her recoils. Someone is standing before her and soon her brother is sitting at her side. She looks up to see a woman with long dark hair in a white nightgown. It takes her a moment to realize that it's her mother and she is waving a strange bundle of sticks at the monster and sending it backward. She dives towards it and sends a few of the sticks into its chest. The scream issued from the beast nearly causes Anna to faint, and she watches as it narrowly pulls itself away and backs into the chimney, withdrawing the stench in the darkness with it. Anna looks into her mother's eyes, and slowly the ringing in her ears recedes, and she can hear her brother sitting next to her, crying in a way that almost fills her with more dread, until her mother takes the two of them up in a clutching embrace. My brother, Daniel... He was taken by Krampus when we were children. She later tells Anna. She has cleaned Jeremy up and made sure he was able to fall asleep, which Anna thought was surprisingly fast given the traumatic experience. I was taken too, but... She looks away and wipes a tear from her eye. While he was... She looks at her daughter, her face determined now. While he was being eaten, I found I was able to move again and could escape. She is quiet for a moment and then looks back into Anna's eyes. Most parents cannot hear Krampus when it comes, and the only way I knew to come down was because I remembered the night and the age when it had happened. I was nine, just like you, and since then I had prepared myself for the time I could confront it again. She pulls a bundle of white tree branches, sharpened at the end. The wood of the birch tree banishes it, she says, handing the sharpened bundle to Anna. She holds it in her hand and glances up at her mom, her brows knitted together. What do I need this for? You already got rid of it, she says. And her mother slowly shakes her head. That's the thing, Anna. You and your brother have been marked. Once he is old enough, I will share with him what I just shared with you. But you need to know that this mark is a curse that will never go away. There is no killing Krampus, for it isn't a thing that's alive. It's something that resides between worlds, yet must move into a living form to consume the children it needs to sustain itself. Anna glances down at the bundle of birch in her hand. The ends of it charred as if lit aflame and extinguished. You can only prepare, wait, strike, and try to survive. How will we know when it's coming? Krampus only comes out on December 5th. I've prepared every year since my brother who was killed, and thankfully... 
it has only arrived one other time, and that was the year when you were born. That time, however, it was more of a show of force than anything. I had been preparing and waiting all night, terrified out of my mind, for I knew the truth, a truth I had been keeping from your father this whole time. I had gone upstairs to check on you one more time as I was about to finally go to bed, when I saw that it was standing over your crib. She rubs her face and looks at her daughter for a moment before continuing. It was showing me that I had no power over it, and though it wasn't the time, it showed up anyway, grinning and glaring at me with those eyes. On this night from now on, you must stay vigilant, and should anything happen to me before the time your brother turns nine, share with him this secret. Anna agrees, and her mother makes her way downstairs, unable to sleep after the confrontation. Anna wonders how she would maintain her promise. So many things vie for purchase in her mind as she tries to glide towards sleep, and despite the vast hands of many horrifying ideas of unseen beings that live just beyond the veil, Anna feels herself somehow impervious to it all, as if encased in a bright shield of light. And perhaps she is. Slowly her eyelids begin to fall, and a dreamless sleep envelops her. So, who the hell is Krampus anyway? Well, get some schnapps, because once we're done here, you're probably going to need it. So, uh, Wikipedia, our lord and savior, says that Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure of central and eastern alpine regions of Europe. Krampus is depicted with brown or black fur, cloven feet of that of a goat, crooked horns like that of a devil, and long pointed tongue with fangs. Krampus is depicted carrying chains, a symbol of the church binding the devil, or some shit. Uh, the chains have usually the chains usually have bells on them. Uh, the origins of Krampus are unknown, but it is believed to have come from pre-Christian roots. Hell yeah, old gods and shit. So in the primary folklore, at least what we know about Krampus would actually follow around Saint Nick, but uh, the Saint Nick wasn't the you know, jolly, rotund one that we know, you know, from the turn of the century Coca-Cola ads. Uh, it was more of an Odin-like character. So think like Gandalf or Dumbledore. So he was basically a wizard, a wizard of presence. But don't don't fucking say that then because they'll, you know, burn you at the stake or some shit. So it was this, this old guy that walked around with a weird fucked up goat man who got off on hitting little kids with sticks. So... Old fol folklore is completely fucked. Uh, imagine on December 5th, you're getting a knock at the door and you just see this old guy out there with this demon who either gives you gifts or beats your kid. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, if your kid wasn't a little shit, they'd get like oranges or nuts or dried fruit or uh, chocolate, which small tangent here. Uh, those chocolate oranges are my fucking jam. Uh, dark chocolate always. So milk chocolate kind can get the hell on somewhere. But uh, this is mostly because I am lactose intolerant. Anyway, uh, the term Krampus is thought to have been traced from either, 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 oh my God, either Bavari the Bavarian term, which I'm going to fucking brutally just massacre here, Krampen, <laughs> meaning dead or rotting, or the German Kramp or Krampen, meaning claw. So it either means uh, dead or rotting or claw. So, I mean, this is... Just great starts here. 
It is believed that Krampus may have originated in Bavaria just after the Thirty Years' War. So this took place 1618 to 1648. Some of the towns affected by the war lost almost half their population. So that's, like, that's seriously fucked. And fertile ground for some crazy folklore to sprout up. Um, There's this thing known as Krampuslauf, which in English translates to the Krampus run, where people dress up like Krampus and run around at night. Uh, This sounds kind of awesome, to be honest. To appease the Krampus runners, offerings of schnapps are in order. And this, uh, so this sounds kind of fucking awesome. It's like drunk trick-or-treat, so I'm totally down. Uh, while looking up Krampus stuff, I actually stumbled on a bit of folklore that I don't understand why no one is really talking about. Um, have you heard of Perchta? I think I'm probably not saying that one correctly either, but, uh, this one is, this one fucked me up. And uh, this one is uh, one I'm going to have to dive into a lot more because <laughs> I'm seeing very different descriptions of this one thing. But this one depiction that I read um, really was just completely fucked up. So December 12th is dedicated to this whole thing. So a week from when this episode comes out, according to the folklore, if girls haven't used up their wool in making clothes for the year. So this is like way back in the day. This long-haired goat with a giraffe neck walks on t- that walks on two legs will break into your house and disembowel your kid. What? So just the idea of like a giraffe neck demon goat that disembowels kids. I'm just, I'm not on board. That's okay. Um, so evidently there is a, there is a parade dedicated to Perchta as well. Um, good appease it and get it the hell on somewhere give it all the milk chocolate oranges i don't give a fuck so anyway uh back to krampus back in the 1890s there was a thing called krampus garden which uh they were basically christmas cards with krampus on them and they depicted krampus with the basket on his back so it was one of the first this is kind of where i think we got most of what how we depict krampus to this day is from these cards apparently uh, let's see. They showed him beating kids with sticks and dragging them off in cha- with chains and putting them in sacks or in his basket that he wore on his back. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of where I kind of took it with my story. I just took the whole birch stick thing and made it into a method of dispelling the, an entity, which is what he was in my story rendition. So, yeah, um, that's it. Just a quick little <laughs> rundown of a few little places I think I got my stuff from Wikipedia and uh, there was a live science article on it. So anyway, that's it. Just a little folklore of uh, Krampus. If everything goes right, I'll be doing a little bit more of these and uh, going forward, especially through December. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this little mix of a short story and folklore um if you did leave a like a rating a review and subscribe if you desire so with that i'll be back soon with another tale channeled from the darkness of the witching hour so until then keep a candle nearby and in this case maybe some birch sticks or some schnapps because you never know when the lights will go out And his legs begin to move, 
almost. Re- 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 re-